Well, hello there, and welcome to episode 11 of Stories from a Bar. I'm your host, Chris Osborne, and hanging out with me for this episode is local musician Ryan Clark. Ryan, hello how there. are What's you? What's going on? I'm doing great. Good. Awesome. Uh, thank you for hanging out with me, man. I know it's a little bit of a drive for you to come down the Albany Way here, right? You live... Up in Queensbury. Up in Queens. Oh, geez. Yeah. yeah. That's a little farther than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> so first off, thanks for being on the podcast. Well, thanks for having me. And for this episode, we are recording again straight from the Albany Pump Station here in Albany, New York, of course. Also home of C.H. Evans Brewery. Same building. Giant brick building that you can't miss. So it's a big shout out and thank you to the Pump Station for letting me record here once again. They've actually done a little bit of a facelift since the last time I've been here. They did some painting downstairs and it all looked really good. So be sure to stop by, check them out have some of their great beer and food because it's absolutely delicious and the beer is quite tasty. I've had quite a few already. So, Ryan, first off, congratulations on being on the episode, first episode where I forgot to bring the bass to the, the mic stands. stands. Yeah. So I will post a picture of this. Ryan was clever enough to use his empty beer glass <laughs> like to it hold the microphone stand and it's working really well, I got to say. And since I have a full, <laughs> a full beer, I'm holding my microphone by hand. <laughs> But what beer were you drinking? Do you uh, remember? I had the, um, the blonde one. It was the blonde, yeah, right? Yeah, it was so good. So good. This is my second Palace Pilsner, and I'm super impressed with it. It's really delicious. Uh, of course, they're all brewed here by C.H. Evans. All right. So, like most people find out about music and basically all their news these days, I found out about you through social media. Yep. Uh, your name started popping up on a couple different Twitter and Instagram accounts I follow, playing shows there. And then a couple weeks ago, one of the places posted a clip of you and your band playing a Third Eye Blind cover, Semi-Charmed Life. Yeah, it's a I'm fun like, one. <laughs> yep. And being the large Third Eye Blind fan that I am, and I'm not ashamed to admit that at all, no one should be, it drove me to your website to finally check out your stuff. And I really liked what I heard. In fact, uh, I listened to Take a Chance, and that song just immediately drilled itself into my ear <laughs> that means a lot thank you so much thank uh you. you yeah you've got a great voice a great talent so why don't you well why don't we start off and we'll talk a little bit about you more about your music in a little bit but why don't you tell me about yourself a little bit i know you're a local guy right yeah, here from yeah. the 518 so i grew up in albany and uh when i was a senior in high school i moved up to lake george queensbury area and went to lake george high school then i went away to college at maris college in poughkeepsie um started studying accounting thought that that's what I wanted to do and <laughs> decided that, that was not what I wanted to do so I switched to business and then decided that the business still wasn't cutting it for me um, so I switched to a more creative uh, major which is media studies and so and that basically has to do with filmmaking and music production okay um, and within that that's kind of where I found music as my calling and decided to do it as a full-time career so here I am doing it as a full-time thing, and it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm One thing I'm curious about growing up in Lake George, Lake George is a big tourist area. What's it, it like growing up in like a tourist yeah, area? So or just living in a tourist area? It, it's definitely it's, because it's I, interesting, that's for sure. Because the idea, like, you always go to visit, like, tourist areas. Like, oh, yeah, it'd be cool to live here. I'm like, yeah. I feel like that's a different story for the people that yeah. actually live there. Well, it really, for me, it was it was great living there because I got to play at all the, t the spots. Oh, that's right. There's and that's how I got my music career almost A lot of places because there. Because there was so much live music and the places always had in the summertime they always have live music so i would go and watch all the different shows and the different musicians that were in the area and got inspired to continue to make music so 
Um, I loved moving there and and living there. Uh, the, the winters are definitely a little different because it's everything shuts down, <laughs> so it's like night and day basically. It's like it's like it's like most tourist towns in summer, spring, into the fall are yeah. huge populations, and then yep. it just dies. Yeah, yeah. I did go to Marist College once for a concert, actually. Okay. It was Dashboard, Confessional, and The Format. Nice. Which was actually a great show. That it was it an outdoor concert? No, it was indoors. Inside the I, gymnasium? It was the gymnasium, Okay, yep. And uh, it wasn't even sold out, I don't think so, which made it even cooler. Yeah. I saw All Time Low in the gym. Oh, really? Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> that was cool. And uh, it's funny. It made me think of, and we'll talk about cool concerts we've been to later, but uh, a local school, Union College. I went and I saw Green Day there back on their Nimrod tour. So kind of like when they were, I mean, yeah, Dookie introduced them and then Nimrod really blew up with Time of Your Life and everything like that. But in the gymnasium there, it was half full. Yeah. I'm like, this is one of the coolest shit. And you're in, I'm in middle school at the time probably. Yeah. Like, this is one of the coolest things ever to happen. It was awesome. So local guy, uh, like I said, I really liked your music. Uh, Take a chance got stuck in my head <laughs> like immediately, and I still catch myself singing it now from time to time. So how long have you been playing music? Uh, so I started when I was ten years old. Uh, started learning how to play guitar, and then about two years after that, I started singing along with playing guitar, and just honestly never put it down. I just had such a passion for it and just couldn't stop. So. I, learning and playing and learning new music, writing new songs. This so. is cool for me because I wanted to get into, I've talked to a lot of cool beer people. And I've met a lot of cool people doing the podcast. And I'm trying to just talk to interesting people around Albany and everything. And one of my other th- loves is music. So it's nice to have my first musician on the so- oh, I'm, show. Oh, I'm the first? Yes, awesome. you are. This is cool. This is cool. Then. You are my first. Great. <laughs> and I'm, yeah, didn't even buy you dinner or anything so <laughs> i don't know what that says about you but so you started playing guitar i i took a few lessons but i could never get down playing and singing at the same time yeah. think, other than having a bad voice but i was still trying it was tough it was tough that's for sure De- definitely many hours in the basement alone working on co- the coordination i guess basically to be able to do both at the same time and playing songs um a lot of time spent on youtube a lot of time on YouTube, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, man, I go to YouTube to do anything. Everything. To learn everything. Anything and everything days. you can find online. I, I guess it's debatable whether or not that's good for society. But Yeah. It's a lot <laughs> it's of time. Everything's on the there. Screen, and it's so know? easy. <laughs> yeah. So what are some of the influences that led you towards picking up a guitar then? Influences. Uh, I'd probably have to say uh, John Mayer was a big influence um, in my early stages of playing <clears throat> because... I listened to his record and just honestly, it just blew my mind, his guitar playing and his work. Um, love his songs. They're all just incredible. And he's he's a phenomenal guitar player. Yeah. I've It's hit or miss on his songs for me. Okay. Yep. But I, like I said, we were talking before this, there's certain music I listen to more than other, but, and, and ch- tastes change as you grow up. Yeah. But I can certainly respect the contributions from all that crap I thought I'd hate. I hated as a kid, yeah. <laughs> as a kid that finally grew on me, yeah. or the things like that. Yeah. So John Mayer, and then more recently, I would say a lot of the modern country music. Um, I just fell in love with a lot of a lot of the music that's coming out of Nashville. So when the modern country music, it's. It's curious to me because it's definitely not like what it used to be. No, and that's the thing. I think country music is always evolving and always changing. 
um, as any music is essentially. But um, in terms of country music, it definitely, yeah, it's got very much of a pop. A lot of a lot of the songs have like a pop twist to it, or a rock twist. Yeah, essentially. So, and uh, they even mix in the hip hop. Yeah, they do. They absolutely <laughs> do. They do. That's how I like to refer to it as the hip hop. <laughs> the hip hop. The hip hop. <laughs> I'm always curious when it comes to the dynamics of a band or musician. I know right now you've been playing. How long have you been touring around the air local area here? Around, um, let's see. I mean, basically, you, my I started when I was up in Lake George, basically, mm-hmm. and then began to play down in. Uh, the Albany area, Saratoga, and pretty much all around New York. Um, so started when I was probably in college, um, playing all around. When I was at college, I was yep. always trying to get shows as well. So about five, six years now, I'd say. That's cool. Yeah. Started playing out, basically. Like, And yeah. uh, I did notice some of th- when I was watching a lot of the posts that would pop up when you were playing a show at anywhere in the local places in Albany or Schenectady area. Sometimes it was you by yourself. Sometimes it was with a band. Yeah. And I'm always curious on the dynamics when it comes to playing with other people because every band has a different story. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. We just have a- some famous stories like Metallica. I know. <laughs> It's so, and you tour under, of course, it's your name. So are you the main person? Yeah, I, I'm the songwriter, basically. So I write the music for um, for it. And and we honestly just have such a good time when we're out playing. And I, w- I was joking about this earlier, being like a, asking if it was like a Foo Fighters situation where it's like, you, yeah, the Foo Fighters are a band, but it's Dave Grohl's band and all the members know it. <laughs> just watching an interview with them, like, yeah, that's it's Dave's band. We just go along with the ride and work with it. Yeah, no, it's just, it's a good time. Uh, we really do have a, a lot of fun. And um, So what's the creative process for you, like for you then? Yeah, I'd love to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, basically, it starts with me and a guitar and an emotion, essentially. Of course. <laughs> um, basically, depending on how I'm feeling is kind of the song that comes out, basically. And I really... So uh, it's it's more of just kind of playing around and not sitting down, yeah. trying to go for a certain sound a lot of times a lot of it's it's really strange how it comes out the music the songs um but basically it starts like i said with an acoustic guitar and and singing and all of a sudden i'll be playing some chords and playing some something on my guitar and it's something hooky starts to happen or catchy Mm -hmm. and i'll just grab a sheet of paper and my notebook basically and a a pencil and i'll just make sure to write it down and then i just kind of try to get that idea that I'm work that's going on in my head that's clicking something that's happening the sparks are just happening and I just try to capture it in that moment because it's a very short window and any songwriter will tell you it's a very short window that you have to get to like capture that song oh yeah and if you don't capture it it's gone and like you can't go back to it there's it's really strange there's been times where I've had like a and I'm not a musician or I certainly I certainly don't claim to be just times where I thought like I have a beat that pops in my head or I think, hey, that'd be a cool lyric or something like that. Yeah. And then I forget it literally minutes later. Like, yeah. I don't have the talent to get it out for one thing. So my family, my family all the time brings me things that they have concepts or ideas that they think are brilliant. <laughs> and I, every time is, I listen to like them. Is it like people bringing jokes to a comedian <laughs> saying, this joke's hilarious, yeah. you should tell it. Yeah, it's, it's great. And then I listen to them and I'm like, I don't know about that. I'm not sure that would really go over over that well 
So who else do you play with? Because I want to give them a shout out. Like I said, I went to your website after I saw yeah. you guys playing the Third Eye Blind concert. That yeah, so concert. But <clears throat> I play with um, a couple different, and they I all guess. sounded good. That's why I want to give them a shout oh, out. Oh, th- you guys, yeah, it thank was you. all They're those all songs were musicians. super catchy. Yeah. They're all great musicians. Um, so I play with kind of di- a couple different uh, groups of, of musicians. Um, I've got my buddy Corey who plays keys, and then my buddy Andy also plays keys. Um, when either of them can't make a show, the yep. other guy will basically play. Um, then I've got Leo who's on bass. He's he always plays bass. He's usually always available to play. Um, then we've got Rich and Quentin who also play drums. So b- both of them play drums. They're incredible all these guys are incredible musicians and then brandon he's a brand new um lead guitar player so he's been playing and started to learn all the music as well Mm -hmm. so yeah again they're all great guys and we have a lot of fun when we play it's the hardest part about trying to get that all organized when you have a vision and i would say the scheduling is the toughest part honestly (laughs) because everyone's got their own lives and it's tough to just reach out to everybody and say hey when can we all get together because you're dealing with five different people's schedules i mean how difficult is that to work with so but it always comes together and um yeah so that's cool uh i'm gonna throw a generic question out there that i'm sure you've gotten before but for anyone who doesn't know or hasn't heard your tunes how would you describe your sound hmm i would say my first record my first ep that i put out take a chance um, that entire five-song EP would be considered singer-songwriter pop. Mm-hmm. That's how I would consider it. And then the new single that I put out, Show Me How, I would consider pop country, more modern country. Yep. Um, and then the, the new songs I'm writing right now are all I would consider like pop country music. That's so, cool. Yeah. So what are you working on right now then? Uh, I've got... I've got a couple songs that I'm working on that are all brand new. Um, basically, I'm demoing them all out in my recording studio and just doing all that stuff and just seeing kind of the, the basics of the songs right now and recording them. So Nice. As I was listening to the stuff you had posted on your website, t- like I said, Take a Chance jumped out at me. Yep. The clip of Show Me How that I listened to was sounded really good. Thank you. And then... Um, Oh, shoot. I forgot the name of the other one, and now I'm embarrassed. It's the inner- one with the woman dancing in the video. Oh, you. the way that you move. Yes. Yes. That was the uh, yeah. That was the other one that gets stuck in my yeah. head, too. That's Grace. She did a great job with the video. <laughs> what's What's the most awkward awkward part in filming those videos? The videos? Yeah. I don't know. Is there anything awkward? I don't think so. To be perfectly honest, uh, my guy Eric DiCarlo I does... Was, like, if you know you're being filmed, it just changes... A person can... Yeah, the but the feeling changes. No, I understand that. I think since I've been like doing videos and like, or you're just doing used to it, it now. I'm so used to it because I mean I started, I started playing, I started doing videos and videotaping myself when I was a kid, basically okay. playing guitar and singing. So the camera concept has always been there for me. So it really wasn't any different. I, I mean I can understand for other people how it can be different or strange mm-hmm. but for me it doesn't it doesn't affect me at all it's anymore. weird and i say this as a person that has in super anxiety when it comes to public speaking but yeah. started a podcast anyway yeah <laughs> but that's why i int- i thought having beer around would help because yeah. that's loosened me up quite I, a bit. I think it, it's great I, I think it's great um but yeah like i said eric does such a great job with making me feel comfortable and i think that's the key the key component here is that you have uh the right people that surround you that make you feel comfortable and confident that it's going to come out good. Yeah. I think that's super important. So. And 
He had a couple great covers on there too. The Thank Hall, you. The um, Chainsmoker Halsey cover Closer. was really good. Yeah. Thank you. That was good. Uh, even the Sam Hunt cover was good, and yeah. I wasn't even a real big fan of that song to begin. Yeah. <laughs> originally, but. And then uh, Edwin McCain, he was like a. That song just every time it comes on the radio. Oh, I'll be. Yeah, yes. Uh, I'll be. You had a cover yeah. of I'll be. I'll totally forget that song even exists, and I'll just stumble across it on the radio, and then I just end up cranking it up. It's a great song. It I really just kind of rocking as I drive. <laughs> this is awesome. But uh, it, it was a lot of influences that I could hear in the stuff that you had yeah. posted. And we talked a little bit about John Mayer, but where where do you draw a lot of your inspiration from when it comes to your sound? Then you think my sound? I, I mean, it's so crazy. I mean, living to be 23 and I have been influenced by so much music. Um, I mean, think about all the music you basically have listened to. I mean, I would say artists like The Fray, um, Matt Nathanson, yep. uh, Dave Matthews, Howie Day. <laughs> I mean, all I, those I laugh because we, we joked a little bit about Dave about Matthews Dave earlier. Matthews, yeah, yeah. We, we, d- we tend to disagree a little bit on him, but that's <laughs> fine. I can, re- I can respect him for what he is. Yeah. And then, like I said, a lot of the modern country. So artists like Sam Hunt, Luke Bryan, Jason Aldean. Uh, I mean, there's there's countless country artists that I just love their music and their sound. So, yeah. I, one thing that always interests me when artists have been around for a little while, I'm you're, I'm curious about your evolution as an artist and musician. I know we, you've been at it a, a few years now, so it's still a little early on in your career. But how do you think you've evolved since you've started, other than just practice? Yeah, I would say, um, yeah, a lot of practice. Um, <laughs> A lot. Of, I mean, it's really interesting. It's. I guess the full band concept has been, really, eye-opening and um, playing, different kind of venues. I would say. Okay. Um, so playing like bigger shows. It opens um, kind of different opportunities exactly. when you play and with a full band. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And when I do have my band playing, it's like, it's such a different kind of show essentially, because when I play solo. I use my loop station and perform with that. And then when I perform with my band, it's just such a different energy. And both are phenomenal. And I love, I love being able to do both. And that's the thing that's cool about being like an independent artist and a solo artist basically is like you can perform shows um, and do small shows and then do the, like the, ba- the band shows where they're bigger shows and perform with a couple guys on stage. And the personalities are great too. So. <laughs> And, and another reason I ask, because I've always thought it was kind of bullshit when a fan of a band would start bashing on them because they fell in love with the band when they released a specific album, had a specific sound. Yeah. And then kind of a, as a band goes through their career, they I mean, they grow up like any normal person does. Yeah. Yeah. And they kind of evolve as artists and sounds change. I mean, you still get the influences. But then you still have the fans that fell in love with like the first album. Like I can't listen to that crap anymore, and things like that. Yeah, that's why I'm I'm curious to get like a musician's view on that. View I'll on say. that, yeah. I mean, like it seems to me, it. I feel like it's ridiculous that you would want the band that you love to keep putting out the same thing over and over again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because like you said, they, things change and. As people, we all evolve, uh, basically, yeah, I mean, and our interests change I feel like over change, time. It changes what keeps the music interesting, I feel like, for the listener and the artist. Yeah. People change, tastes change. I mean, you don't know what you I like. I think as an artist, I, to, be, to give you my honest perspective on that, I would say as an artist, you basically just follow 
your interests and your vision um, and chase whatever that is. So as it changes over time, even though you might put out a record, I don't know, a couple of years and then you look back at it and you say, wow, that's quite different than, than what it is now, um, than what I have now going on with my music. You can still look at it and say, but that was cool because that's what I was looking at and what I was doing at that point in time yeah. in my life. I and mean, by no means am I putting down specifically bands that do that because I listen yeah. to a lot of punk bands. <laughs> yeah. That that's the sound they love. That's what they continually do. Exactly. And I mean, you look at like artists, yeah. like uh, Taylor Swift. Didn't she started out doing country music yep. and then completely pop. changed to like strictly pop music. So, in that sense, I mean you can anyone can do that and change and it still it works it worked for her you know it worked it just boggles my mind when i see the hatred i know like uh the band like taking back sunday do you are you do you know taking back sunday i've heard of them yeah yeah Yeah, i know their music probably an older punk band at this point everyone they put out groundbreaking first album sound changes a member or two leaves they replace them and then they just kind of get shit on for most of the rest of their career for not putting out that same album again. Yeah. And the same thing happened with AFI, another like more hardcore punk band that kind of went lighter. But I'm like, I don't understand. I'm like, they evolve. How do you know? I kind of lost my train of thought on this one. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, how do you know what you like if you don't hear it? Yeah. That's the impression I get. And it's funny, as I we were talking earlier, I discuss taste change as you get older like i mentioned my brother and father were kind of in uh, eternal struggle there when i was a kid to put me in a musical direction when it came to what i was listening to <laughs> with my dad trying to get me to listen to his country music and my brother listening to pushing me towards metal and ozzy osbourne which is eventually the way i went yeah. but it's funny as a kid you don't know what you like you just kind of listen to stuff and think it's good because that's what's on yeah like even though I didn't listen to country music when I was younger, I certainly come to respect it, and I can hear a lot of the influences these days. It's amazing how much your world opens. Yeah. The older you get. Yeah, exactly. Because there's so much, so much music to digest. Like there's just so much out there. So. So let's talk a little bit about touring. What's touring life like for you? I know you're. You just you mentioned earlier you're wrapping up touring around the area here. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been um, all summer long. I was basically playing with my band, playing music, playing shows, and playing as many shows. We did, um, I'm not sure how many specific, specifically with my band, but I did 292 shows. Holy shit. So <laughs> it was quite a lot of shows this year. That That's I, a lot I of shows. Yep. And had a lot of fun doing it too. Like I said, it's just, it's something I just, when I picked up the guitar, I just couldn't put I it mean, down. I mean, how difficult so. was it to really get started playing shows up in Honestly, it, it took a lot of work. It took a lot of work because it's basically just elbow grease, just going in to the venues, to the places and just saying, hey, I hope you can book me. Uh, this is my music and here it is, you know, type of thing. So And then just hope for a callback, basically. Yeah, exactly. And hope to hope that you get booked. And it's a lot of just it's a lot of work. And but is that the hardest? Yeah, I think that's the hardest part. The hardest is, part. But yeah, exactly. It's just the getting out there and doing and doing that kind of thing and just getting there and trying to meet the people basically and doing that always promoting yourself you always have to yeah yeah so what's the farthest you've been able to get out of town to play a show then so um, far i've played out of different states um i played in vermont most recently so that was really cool i played in burlington at a super artsy um 
cafe slash bar restaurant and it was like just super super down to earth super cool so that was a lot of fun that's cool yeah any bombs or worst shows you've played i'm always curious when i i mean the word the first these are some of the great stories that musicians yeah, yeah, yeah. have that i'm always curious about hmm, i'm trying to think if i've had any like catastrophes i would probably say just the first couple of shows when i first started playing out i mean as a as a kid when you're first starting you're just everyone everything's so awkward that you do <laughs> you're just not you're uncertain just you're those unsure. first few times on stage until you kind of get into a rhythm you're unsure if you're going to be okay performing and if you're going to be accepted and liked it's like anything really but it's just performing now so but you just get better and better and people i was lucky enough to have parents that always one pushed me to continue to do it and two gave me advice on what i should do uh in terms of like growth and getting better so that's a huge part how it, have yeah. your parents been real supportive 100 percent supportive that's, yeah. yeah that's yeah. big yeah if i didn't have that i don't think i would be a musician <laughs> to be perfectly honest i really don't did you have like a fallback plan do you have like a fallback plan i'm just curious not really no. okay I'm just not that there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I just, I'm just seeing where it's going. And like I said, it's been going upward. So as long as it keeps that trend keeps going, then I guess I'll continue to make music. So what's the weirdest thing you've seen so far or weirdest place you've played? Then I'm curious. Mm. Weirdest place. Weirdest, craziest thing you've seen. Anything like that? Honestly, I don't really know. I mean, I've played it. Any bar you name, I can probably tell you, like that I've played there or I've been there before. <laughs> I've been to so many different places. So what's what's been the coolest place you've played so far? You think? Coolest place? I would probably I would probably have to say uh, up in Lake George. I put on a concert called Concert for a Cause. Okay. Um, it's at Shepherd Park, and it's a concert for people with disabilities. So we raise money for um, it's a it's a charity event. And we raise money for people with disabilities at, um, for a organization called Prospect Center, and it's honestly just every year it's grown, and more and people, more and more people get involved, and it's really cool to see that concert kind of take off and continue to grow every year. This I'll show you. Uh, this was a photo from the the concert. Let's see if I can pull it up. So there was a couple hundred people there. Oh wow, yeah, that's a pretty big crowd. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So that was pretty that was pretty amazing. And again, that's a, a annual concert that I put on basically. And I had three different openers for the show, so it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Awesome. I actually had a listener question from Mike Townsend, who's okay. a uh, a buddy of mine who's been on the podcast a couple times. He asked, "What local place do you think has the best acoustics for playing a show?" Hmm. To be perfectly honest, I would say when there's nobody there. Okay, so let me explain. <laughs> so right now I'm playing. Well, let me put. There's probably two different scenarios when you play a solo show. Well, and the reason the band, I say right? that is because yeah, exactly. But um, I mean, I haven't played any. Like I said, the the amphitheater would probably be the best acoustics as of right now. Okay. Um, but when it's when it comes to bars and like the solo shows that yeah. I play, when there's nobody there talking. I can hear my music, and that's 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 when it's the best acoustics. That's you know what that makes me curious. What's it like when the crowd is loud? A, yeah, it's very tough to to play. It's so there's there's it's interesting. So it's hard to explain, but it's amazing because 
depending on the crowd, if they're interested in your music and they're listening. And I think that's part of the job too, is to be entertaining and get people involved. So if they're not involved, it's partly my fault, but it's great when there's a crowd of people that are loud and having fun and into your music. But then the other side is when it's completely empty or when there's one or two people listening to your music, you can actually hear your, your music. You can hear the sounds and your voice exactly how it's supposed to be rather than like loud people talk like people talking yeah and that's also like the second side of it is that it's great to be able to hear myself so i can't imagine someday (laughs) like being able to perform like at a, a theater where people are completely silent listening to a show because i'm sure it's amazing acoustics in yeah. the theater and then you've also got the fact that people are silent listening to your music it's weird. and clapping so it's, after it's the song. It's kind of like a double-edged exactly. sword. Exactly, yeah, because you want to be entertaining and you want as many people to be there at your shows, of course. Uh, but at the other, uh, other side of it, when, there's, when it's an empty bar, you can also you can hear yourself as an so artist. What's so. the pressure like when it looks like people are not interested or paying attention? You just got to get them interested. <laughs> your goal is to say, hello, I'm over here. Listen to my music. This is a good song. You're going to like this one. Here goes. And then you play a classic song that everyone likes. Sounds a lot easier than it's, it really is. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've been doing it for a couple of years. I guess it is kind of easy. So I'm, for me, one of the greatest things I love about music is the ability to kind of intertwine itself with your life, with a person's life. Oh, yeah. It's like all those moments, that feeling when you don't hear a song or an album, maybe for years at a time, but you hear it, it comes on the radio out of nowhere, you hear it again, and you feel like you're right back in a moment, or it just triggers these memories like they were yesterday. Absolutely. That's always been one of the coolest things I thought music was like, and it it sounds cheesy, but I kind of think of it almost like a time, a little bit of time travel aspect to it. Yeah. I'm curious what some of your favorite albums are. Like pivotal ones in your life that kind of bring you back to moments that you're like, maybe Um, you didn't realize it at the time. Yeah, I would say uh, the John Mayer Continuum album, that changed my life. His Room for Square albums as well. See, I I learned to respect John Mayer more as he matured. The Room for Squares album, I did not, kind of got him, Your Body is a Wonderland got on my nerves more than anything. Mm. Yeah. It took me a while to get over that. Yeah. But then I, I I learned to appreciate him and at least respect his ta- talent yeah. and things like that afterwards. But. Yeah. So I would say those two albums um, for for him as an artist, and then uh, Collide by Howie Day. That was a really oh man, I remember that one. That's a great song, isn't it? It's that just, brings me back. It's a it's a classic. That brings um, me back to a time I was the college days when I was living in Albany for a brief for like a brief three months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's cool to have a song bring you back to it. Uh, wow. Yeah. I didn't even think of that one. Yeah. So that song. Um, even songs you may not. It's funny because even songs you don't think you like can trigger memories. Yeah. Um, let's see. Let me think. Let me think. I know a big album for me. I'm from the area. I lived in South Carolina for a few years and I came back. Not long after I moved back up here, Jimmy Eat World came out with their oh, album futures yep, yep. which was like at a huge developmental point in my life in college and it has yeah. just stuck with me since then and it just brings me back to hanging out with my buddies having a good times like 
heartbreak love yeah. things like that yeah. and it's a truly amazing album that just one of my favorites yeah that's awesome that's awesome and then i remember and i started getting into them with bleed american kind of like their they had some albums before that but bleed american was probably like their breakthrough album i remember cruising along myrtle beach in my in my ford ranger with two of my best friends for senior week in high school yeah it's just memories like that that you attach yeah. to albums and songs it's yeah. great and of course it was a blink 182 probably dude ranch probably sent me off down the pop okay. route. <laughs> and i say that even though green day's dookie was kind of like my first pop punk record yep but when we get into guilty pleasures in a little bit <laughs> that that's, was also one yours. i'll yeah. talk about another first album i'm not no i am proud of yeah. But uh, then other ones, like I'll pump, I will promote Butch Walker probably till the day I die. And we talked a little bit about yeah, him earlier. You told me about him. Huge yeah. singer, songwriter, huge, got into producing, okay. started in like an 80s hair metal band. Had a whole bunch of ridiculous stories from that. Uh, started another like one hit wonder band that ended up breaking up because of label bullshit and then went out on his own. But I can attach so many memories to just the songs and albums he's put out since then. And Everclear is, it seems like they've always, Everclear, another 90s band that I'm still in love with, like Third Eye Blind, always put, they always seem to put out an album at a point where something was going on in my life. But it's those kind of memories that stick with you. One of the greatest things I love about music, just in general. Yeah. Uh, but as far as guilty pleasures go, I'm curious about your guilty pleasures. Hmm. Chocolate. <laughs> Peanut butter and chocolate. Those. Well, I was thinking more along the lines of music. Oh, does it have to be music related? Okay. Well, yeah, <laughs> we can go down the food route if you want. Uh, so that's like for dessert, anything with peanut butter and chocolate uh, in terms of like a meal. There's nothing guilty about that. It's just a pleasure. <laughs> in terms of a meal, like I love steak and potatoes. I'm a steak okay. and potato steak guy. steak and potatoes guy. I love chicken too, but steak, I love steak. <laughs> How yeah. is that a guilty pleasure? It's just great. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. All right. What about musically then? Musically, um, I mean, I listen to. Co- oh, I got a good one for you. I listen to country music while I work out. Really? Yeah. Most people will tell you that that is very strange, and it depends on the day. So, like, even though I'm working out, I I just like to listen to country music like all the time. I I honestly just love the the vibes of country music. It's just got great vibes, uh, but. Sometimes I'll listen to rap music and um, more, I guess, yep. the cliche lifting kind of music. But, I, yeah, I, sometimes I'll listen to country music. So that's pretty strange. I think, and I just touched on this, one of the other first albums I owned that uh, I guess you could classify as a guilty pleasure these days, but I'm not ashamed of, Boys to Men. Okay. Their album, too, with the song I'll Make Love to You on it. I had a buddy, I still have a buddy, but he... He moved, so we don't do karaoke anymore. But we would go to karaoke nights and sing I'll Make Love to You, and we did not even need the teleprompter to sing all the parts. Wow. We got standing ovations, man. <laughs> standing ovations. And I didn't realize how ridiculous that was until the next day in one of my college classes, one of the girls said, you were at karaoke last night. It's always great when people remember yeah, you from something like, like that. Uh, you're right, I was. It was a great time. Yeah. But if we're going down that road, I suppose I'd throw Madonna on there. Okay. But, like, uh, one song in particular, Like a Prayer, that song was okay. just awesome. Mm. And then Meatloaf. 
So what's a guilty pleasure outside of music for you? Oh, outside of music. Yeah, I'm uh, curious. Well, my girlfriend will like this one. I do get the occasional Taylor Swift song stuck in my head, which I consider guilty. Okay. Uh, I'm debatable on pleasure, but she will find that hilarious, I'm sure. But outside of music, I don't know. I don't eat a lot of sweets. I like chocolate and peanut butter, but I don't eat a lot of sweets. Okay. Cartoons? Cartoons, maybe? okay. Bad television on occasion. Uh, every As much as I bitch and complain about reality television, every once in a while there'll be a show that actually catches my attention. Like, yeah. I hate these people. Why am I watching? Why can't I change the channel, though? Yeah, exactly. You can't. Yeah. No. <laughs> you're, just, you're just drawn into it and addicted yeah. to it instantly. And, and then it makes me feel bad about myself. Yeah. Like, I should be doing better with my life. But I'm in like you should have a yacht and like you should, I should have ha- I should have all this stuff. Yeah. Well, they don't deserve this. <laughs> I'm not making $2,000 for serving these people on a yacht and seeing the world. That's not right. Yeah. <laughs> so, let's talk about awesome shows you've been to. What are some of your favorite concerts that favorite you've seen? Favorite concerts. Uh, so, my first one was Fall Out Boy. Nice. Insane. Blew my mind as a kid. Um, Where was it? That was at SPAC. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember I was we had lawn seats. My mom had won them, and my dad took me. And I was on the uh, the gate. I was holding on to the gate. And my dad, I guess, was a couple, I guess, some feet back. And he was, he, had a, uh, uh, he was sitting on the lawn. And as all the people started to file in, he lost me. He couldn't even see where I was. So I was on there on the gate. He didn't know where I was because, again, I'm a, I'm a kid and everyone's towering over me. Oh, man. So he just hoped that I was still in the same position, which I was <laughs> at the end of the concert. So everyone left and my dad and I met back up. But that whole concert, I was just glued to the gate watching the show as my dad was a couple of feet back sitting on a lawn chair or something <laughs> or laying on a, on a lawn. My, yeah. uh, so that was that was amazing. I'm not proud of this one, and it's not one of my favorite concerts, but my parents took me to see Billy Ray Cyrus when I was a kid because they couldn't find a babysitter. Okay. And that was back in the achy, breaky heart days, so that's when it was popular. Not proud of that one. Yeah. But it is one of my earliest <laughs> memories, Yeah. and I feel almost exactly. ashamed. I, I'll st- I can still remember like the feeling I had at that concert. I remember it. Yeah. I'll never forget that. Yeah. I just remember like being... And I had just started playing guitar at that time. I remember being like, I'm going to be up there someday. That's, I'm going to do it. It's an awesome feeling because yeah. everyone out there thinks that. Yeah, that's the thing. They think it. <laughs> well, and you're following through with it, which is... That's true, yeah. You're working your ass off to try to exactly. do that, and that's it's, amazing. It's, it's about hard work. I think that's the toughest. I think if anybody would have asked me, asked me like, how to get to where you are right now, which, I mean, I have so much more to do still. But to get to where I am and to, to continue to be successful, it's just to put as much work into it as possible. Like continue to just find what it is that you need improvement on and then work on that. Yeah. Work on that. Yeah. Work your butt off. Like work, work your it. ass off. Yeah. And it's really good advice for anything. Anything you do, really. You're doing. Yeah. Uh, I think, oh man. But you have, to, you have to really consider music as a job, basically. You, you do. have to look at it as a career. You gotta, if you decide you want to do it, you have to commit fully. Fully. It's not, 100%. Di- it's not different than anything else. Nope. Like, uh, I get a little lazy with this podcast, but this is not my full-time job. This is more of a hobby and an enjoyment for me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah. I am committed to my job. Let me just put that out there <laughs> where people will hear it. Yeah. 
Uh, as far oh man, one of my favorite concerts I went to. Like I, I mentioned Bush Walker earlier, and it's funny. The first time I was gonna go see him, he came upstate to Clifton Park, here to a place called. It was Northern Lights at the time. It's Upstate, upstate Concert, Concert Hall, Hall now. Yep. And my a buddy of mine had gotten me tickets for like a birthday gift. And we made the mistake of drinking a bottle of Jaeger before we had a friend drop us off there. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, I feel like you can see where this is going as yeah. you shake your head. Uh, I will just leave it at we were not allowed in. We managed to piss off the tour manager somehow. Well, we had walked. It's... It's a very tiny club in what's like a strip mall for anyone who doesn't know. So we just walked around back to like where the buses are parked and we found like a inflatable dodgeball and we were literally just standing there throwing it against the wall a little ways down the way. But my buddy had saw someone walking, started yelling at him. And then next thing I know is we walked around the front to try to get in like you guys can't come in. I'm like, oh, man, crazy. So it and. Our friend drove down, drove us up from Albany, which is about a 25-minute ride from there. Yeah. So my friend and I walked across the parking lot and hung out. Or like we called our friend that dropped us off, who had just gotten back. Can you come get us? <laughs> they won't let us in. But to make up for that, I finally did get to see Butch Walker down in the New York City, and it was one of the most amazing shows of my life. Yeah. Just the feeling, the live show, the feeling you can get from a live show. Just it's amazing, isn't it? In music, yeah. it just trumps a lot of the feelings you it's just at the top of the list yeah. for someone you really love to listen to and hear in your life yeah. and it's fantastic so what keeps making music exciting for you i guess that there's so much to learn there's so much to to keep learning it's never a dull like there's you never hit like a cap which is really cool like there's always something else to learn in the industry um, if someone ever says that they're the best at music you're, there, you could just tell them you're a liar because there's there's no best. always you yeah. just keep playing and you yeah. just always keep improving yeah you always keep improving and just enhancing your skills and what you are and what you do so again with the music it's always evolving <clears throat> always changing so yeah and as far as the future holds, I know we talked a little bit earlier, you will be moving to Nashville soon for yes, a period of time. I will be, yeah. Which is pretty awesome. I'm very excited. In about a month and a half, I'm going to be moving down there for the very first time and living down there for a couple months. So what's the goal with going down to Nashville as opposed to anywhere else, like yeah, New York City? Nashville, yeah, Nashville, I guess, is where I, I think I've found being, my sound. With all you be going into the country music Yeah, country music, yeah, um, modern country, pop music. Uh, singer-songwriters there's so many singer-songwriters down there there. are so i think it's just the networking and being able to meet people and do an in-person kind of relationship building kind of a thing going to shows getting inspired i think yep um i've seen a lot of shows but i think down in nashville there's gonna be so much talent that i'm gonna be every night yeah exactly and i'm gonna be able to go out to shows every night and just watch these incredible artists do what they do and then and then again, it's about getting inspired and watching what they're doing, the professionals that are the people that are even better than you are and yeah. just saying, what are they doing and why are they being so successful with it? And how can I do the same thing essentially and mimic that and what, what it is, what it is that I have to do basically to, to change and evolve and become better. That's awesome. So I think it's about time to start wrapping this up. My arm's getting tired from holding this microphone. Yep. <laughs> I did not have the empty beer glass you did. 
first off, I'd like to thank you again for being on the podcast. Thank you man. so much for having me. Yes, absolutely. This has been awesome. The first musician I've had on the podcast. Hopefully, I'll talk to a hopefully lot more. Hopefully not the last. Guests. Nope, hopefully not the last. <laughs> so that's going to do it for this episode. I'd like to thank my guest, Ryan Clark, again for being on the show. I appreciate you hanging out, having some drinks, sharing some stories. Be sure to check out Ryan's website, ryanclarkmusic.com, to keep tabs on all his news, tour dates, and check out his newest single, Show Me How, right? Absolutely, yep. yeah. It's available on iTunes, iTunes and everything. Spotify, all that good stuff, yeah. Also, be sure to follow him on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram for all sorts of news and info as well. Anything else you want to throw into the mix there? Not really. Hope you guys have a wonderful day. <laughs> it is quarter after seven at night, and I've had a few beers, so I'm feeling pretty good, yeah. Uh, a big thank you to everyone out there for checking out the show. A big thank you again to the Albany Pump Station and, of course, C.H. Evans Brewery, who brews themselves some fine beers here. Certainly be sure, like I said earlier, to come by, have some awesome food. They just revamped the menu even for you. Specifically for you, the listener, they revamped the menu and put on some more awesome stuff and made some more awesome beers. Uh, you can find Stories from Bar on Facebook. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at StoriesFAB, StoriesFab. You'll also find the show on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube. So be sure to subscribe, and even more importantly, leave a fantastic review to help spread the word. So until next time, cheers. Cheers.